Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. How is the lady that started the? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door. Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody, and I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Big boy himself. Mate, how am I? I'm fucking great. Yes. Future children's author slash Ferrari driver Nick Cody. Yeah, I saw that. So they, they hide that for you. Yeah, just for an hour. So I got this uh, this past Saturday at midnight, I became a fully licensed driver, a proper big boy, if you will. Yeah, right. I remember doing that. I don't actually because I was 17. Yeah. It was a fair while ago. But yeah. I was double that age. Makes you think, doesn't it? And um, at the ripe old age of 34, fully licensed, so I rock up to radio on Monday morning, Fox FM in Melbourne. Yeah. And with about 10 minutes left in the show, Fifi left the studio and she never goes anywhere. I thought, fuck, hold on, what's happening? Yeah. And then they said, come downstairs with us. And out the front, $350,000 Ferrari California T. Did they have insurance? You should have just fucking thrashed it. Oh, man, it was... I got to drive it exactly where it was designed to drive, the back streets of South Melbourne yeah, with a maximum speed limit of 50 kilometres an hour and speed bumps every 14 metres. Yeah, superb. I definitely, was it low enough you had to go sideways over the speed bumps like those idiots with their lowered utes? No, 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 because it's actually designed by good car makers, not just some dumb cunt who's trying to get it as low to the gravel as possible, like Italian engineers who know what they're doing. So you could actually just go over the speed bumps fine. Oh, okay. Like it was low, but... Not lowered. Did it have the wanker doors on it? No, the suicide doors. Yeah. No, it didn't have those. Oh, right. Again, it's a classy vehicle. It's not an, it's not an HSV. Or it could be. I don't know what Ferrari is. Maybe it's Alfa Romeo's HSV. HSV, yeah. <sighs> HSV. Maybe I was just getting around in the Malou version of an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. Um, I drove a Lamborghini once, similar sort of thing. but Really? Only for about, only for about 50 metres for an ad. I was in an ad. Sick. Had to drive a Lamborghini, yeah. Didn't get to thrash it or anything, but I don't really care much for cars. They're very, very tired about it. Like, do not touch this, don't do this, don't do this. Like, Mate, I'm just sitting in a car. It's just it's the same to me. I don't care. Yeah, if, if someone said to me, hey, man, your car budget is $350,000, I'd probably just get 10 secondhand Subaru Foresters yeah. like I've already got and make like a train. <laughs> um that way you can put the kids down the very back. Then you can put all your shit in the middle. And for rest of your life. I used to think the same about <laughs> fake watches. People go, oh, a real Rolex, you know, $10,000. Fake one, 10 bucks, but they only last for a year. It's all right. 
I'll buy a thousand fake ones, <laughs> and uh, every year or so, until I'm a thousand, I'll just throw it away. Fine, no stress. Yeah, I don't. Um, fuck, it was a uh, high high pressure. You get in that vehicle, and they, man, it's futuristic. The it's not your normal just stick in the middle, you know, park drive, whatever. There was no there was no button. There was just one button that said launch. It's like, well, I don't want to. Hit that. What did it have hand controls like things on the steering wheel for changing gears and stuff? Yeah, man, had some paddles. And I know you give me shit for playing PlayStation. Perfect. Turns out I'm good at Ferrari. Yeah, my legs work. <laughs> I'd just have a fucking accelerator and a clutch. <laughs> they for people with no legs. It had the little yeah, it had the little um the little paddles on the side. But I only got so, to do a few yeah. block few blockies in it. You know what that's for? That's for those fucking dickheads who've watched too much Formula One mm. and want to pretend they're one of them. Yeah. That's all it is. Consumer version of that. It's a fucking PlayStation generation. You pack of losers. Yeah, what is it? Tip Tiptronic or something? I forget I forget the term. I don't know. Quite nice though. Yeah, okay. Um, much like Formula One drivers though, you'd hope to see some of them. Nothing better, I reckon, for a sports highlight than the invisible fire. Oh yeah. That you see in a bit of F one. Pretty good. Someone someone all burnt and everything. You wonder what they're doing, just jumping around like a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with you, mate? Doing the Macarena <laughs> out on the track. He's <laughs> in flames. <laughs> Man, I'm uh I'm coming down to Melbourne next week. Hopefully. I'm gonna be in the town of fucking Dobbers. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't uh, too much give a shit actually, but you're coming down there for some COVID and some gigs. Um Actually, waiting on the vaccine myself. I've registered and uh, waiting to waiting to get the call up. Your age group would be before mine, I assume. Yeah, no one's doing it, so they're going to lower the age group. Oh, really? Yeah, I got not enough people coming through, so I should have it in a couple of weeks. Let you know how I go, how the blood clots go, yeah. and the autism and all the rest of it. <laughs> I tell you what, research is about to become a lot easier for me yeah. with my upcoming autism. Yeah, It'll be fucking easy. It's going to be hard to tell on stage when your delivery is the exact same. <laughs> I don't know if he's got it. <laughs> no, nothing different. Great. Super smart. No. Low-key delivery. I like it. I'm not going to get a hug off you still. No. You can tell Tickies something about them. It's always something. You'll probably just get ADHD like everyone's got now. Oh, yeah. As an adult, just contract yeah. that. Explain away all my fuck-ups. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This um, the vaccine I saw over in, like over in different parts of the world. They, you never want to have to, you never want like a show bag or free tickets to something with a vaccine. Like it should be just sorted to the point that people are happy to get it. Yeah, but in parts of the world, they're like, have a hamburger and come come to a concert. Yeah, like why? Why don't you just fucking do it? <laughs> well, in Sydney, it is out at Homebush. It's got that Easter show feel. Maybe you do get a show bag, couple of. Rattlesnakes, uh, what are they called? Killer pythons and stuff in a show bag and $104.5 worth of value. Do you have to go out to Homebush for it? Well, no, that's there's a centre out there. I'm not going out there, no. Yeah. They're opening up the hospitals and GPs and stuff in the city. Oh, great. Um, oh, you know what I saw too? Some bad news, unfortunately. Uh, oh. I get these spasmodic emails about this very podcast yeah. and I just got one this morning saying, sorry, but uh, Midflight Brawl has dropped 31 places in South Korean comedy charts. Oh, fuck. On We're down to about 188th most popular South Korean comedy podcast, which is disappointing. I blame you for that. <laughs> Your mates. They found out about it again. 
We're making fun <laughs> yeah. of a K-pop band, Oopsie Daisy, <laughs> in a blazer. I understand if they hated me for that. Don't hate me for the shit jokes. I didn't even write them. Oh, man. And you couldn't have written them because you got kicked off after the first day, so it's not your fault. Yeah. I will put my Nothing's hand up. It's my fault. I've got ADHD. <laughs> um, From the vaccine I'm, I haven't got yet. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, I don't know, on the last app, quite a lot of dog barking. and We're, we're getting some training for the dog. Mm. Sick of it. Real naughty little turd, my dog. Starting to work, actually. Works. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. the problem with your dog, they're too small to hit. No, they're not. So they tend to, it's like children. They just get away with stuff. I actually got bitten by one of your fucking- Your mate. Your mate, little dogs. Oh, yeah. On the way to a gig on Saturday night. What sort of little dog? Fluffy one. You know, my place, it's 40 metres from a train station. Yeah. So on Saturday night, Luch got my wife got home late, so I've handed her uh, our son. I said, I've got to have a quick shower. Gave him a kiss on the way out. I had two minutes to make the train. Ran around the corner. There was a couple holding two little fucking feather dusters that have a heartbeat. Holding them, like in their hands. No, no, no. For some reason, had them on a lead. Why? Yeah. Just put them in your pocket or whatever yeah. you do with anything that small. <laughs> whatever you do with a yo-yo. Yeah. And uh, and little disclaimer, mine's not that fucking small while we're down here, but go and, on. Yeah. It has, it has gotten bigger, but I jog around the corner and see this couple walking with their dogs and I jog past and one of them jumped up and bit me on the leg. I said, you fucking cunt at the dog. Nice. And they said, what's wrong? And I said, your fucking dog just bit me. And they said, oh, we're sorry. Like, sorry? Yeah. I said, sorry. Like, like it bit me and I didn't kill it. Like, I could have <sighs> could have killed it. Did it draw blood? I don't know. I didn't even bother checking. Like, look, I, I called my wife three minutes later. She's like, what's wrong? Did you miss the train? I said, no, it's been a hectic 180 seconds since I locked the front door. Yeah. Been bitten by a dog of abuse and people. I think little dogs bite a lot more. The woman who was holding the lead got dragged forward towards me by this little dog. Ah. And I've got a rule, which is if your dog pulls you along, you can't have it. Yeah. Like you've got to be strong enough. Good rule. How's it going? What do you mean? Well, you can't really apply it. People people won't go for that. Like eight out of ten people can't control their dogs. Their dogs are stronger than they are somehow. Insane. Yeah. My mate, you know, Maxie Price? Yeah. He told me about uh, there was a woman they were playing footy, like amateurs footy at Port Melbourne. There was a woman that just had a rope tied around her waist and it must have been, he said, about six or seven metres long. Yeah. Just rope you'd use almost on a boat attached to a German shepherd. Great. And this thing was just pulling her around like a kite and it attacked another dog. Oh, she could have put some grass skis on or something. Yeah. (laughs) Like a sled. My dog can pull the kids along on their rollerblades. Crazy. They put on rollerblades and she can, yeah, they treat it like a sled. It's pretty good. Yeah, like a little suburban, what is it? Itchy, itchy bod? Icky, icky bod? I don't know. What's the race? Oh, I don't know, man. I-C-H-I-B-O-D? Itchy bod? I don't know. I don't know. Someone will fucking correct you. Yeah. You'll get an actually um, email arriving tomorrow. Makes you think, doesn't yeah, it? Mid-flight mm. brawls. <laughs> All right, man, we better kick on. Been mucking around too long. Let's get stuck in. Let's do it. All right. So when, it, man, when I was about 12, I reckon, massive show on TV mm. Was uh, Twenty One Jump Street oh. the original? I know it's been remade for your generation, etc. Hopeless, but um, one of the stars of this groundbreaking show, of course, was uh, heartthrob Richard Dicky Greco, who happens to be five feet and ten internet inches tall. Wow! So four six short, probably shops where you do for your heels. <laughs> 
<laughs> buying shoes off a billboard or an airport magazine. Julian? What were they? No. Julian? What was the fucking big yeah, billboard? Julian's. <laughs> Julian. Yeah. I fucking won't cop this. Fev calls me short as well. Yeah. Yeah, can't. I'm 5'10 and a half. 5'11. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> it's fine, man. Six foot. That's what he wants. Bigger yeah. than most UFC champions. Oh, they're short, are they? Yeah, a lot of tiny ones. Oh, yeah, they're in tiny weight divisions. Yeah, a lot of them are for sure. Short and squat to the ground. Better fighters, generally. Lanky string beans. Can't fight. Hopeless. Good reach. Hopeless. <laughs> Knock them over. Man, there was a cunt, Ste- Stefan Struve, a UFC heavyweight. He's like 6'10 or 7'1, some, some gigantic height. Yeah. And could not figure out how to use his reach. Kept getting an uppercut knocked out. People are going, what are you, man, you are blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He could just hold them by the forehead, couldn't he? Just yeah. Just put a hand on their forehead. And they just try and do the sort of helicopter arms at him. Yeah. But for some reason, just couldn't figure out how to keep someone away from him when he's that fucking tall. Yeah, right. Mind blowing. So, um, the, um, this bloke, you're, you're quite like Richard, uh, former Central Connecticut State University football scholarship recipient. I watch a lot of American football. Yeah. Never heard of that school. Never heard of Central Connecticut State University? Nah. Well, he got a scholarship there. And that's, that's not the only thing he is that's on his resume. Uh-oh. So Dinger. he's a football scholarship recipient, a poet, <laughs> a rose raiser, and Harley Davidson enthusiast. Wow. Rich life. That's a lot. Very rich life. He's going quite well with his football. He was uh, he's on the back end of a, couple, a bunch of uh, knee injuries, though, and that's when Elite Modeling Agency recruited him Wow! and told him to go to NYC and be a model. I, I must say, you gave me those four descriptions there. They could have been four different people quite easily. I thought you were talking about a gang that he ran with, but it was just him. Oh, yeah. No, Rose Razor's now got muscles, that sort of thing. Like, you know, that's that's where we are now. Everything's changed. Nerds have got tats, you know, whatever. Brave new world. Um, he did what he was told, of course, and at one stage he plucked up the courage to move to LA where he landed a few bit parts in some shit 80s sitcoms. Right. Otherwise known as 80s sitcoms. Before um, the big break, which was, of course, a role – as a bad boy cop in 21 Jump Street. And then, of course, so is that, the spin-off series. Is he, the, is he the shredded one in it or the nerd? Like, is he Jonah Hill from the movie or is he um, Mad Mike, whatever his name is? Well, I didn't see that, but Johnny, Johnny Depp had glasses, if that's any indication. Yeah. So put glasses on a pretty boy, nerd, funnily enough, in Hollywood. So, yeah, Greco was the bad boy with the muscles. Early 2000s, heaps of that, like, she's all that. You go, look at this nerdy chick. But yeah. it turns out they just put fucked glasses on her. Yeah. She lets her hair down. Absolute glamour. <laughs> Who would have picked it? <laughs> no just, way. They've been doing that since fucking Superman. Can't recognise the bastard. <laughs> um, the spin-off series was named after his very character, Booker. And uh, for a long time there, like, I didn't watch it because it was terrible, but I thought his character name was Sam in – as in Sam Booker. Yeah. I thought that is an oversight. They haven't thought that everyone's just calling him, you know, that licorice drink in the tall, stupid bottle. But it was actually, it wasn't Sam, it was Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. Found out very recently. <laughs> thought that for decades. 
Why would he call himself Sam Booker? They could choose any name. Um, anyway, Booker, classic show. That, uh, you know, he's just, you know, cold, cold, on his own. This is the thing. Wow. Yes. So um, Dennis Booker, Richard Dickey Greco, he quit that after one year. Oh, no. Said the scripts were shit and he was tired of it. Oh. Uh, I, for one, am with him, even though I didn't see a frame. Is this one of those terrible pivots that you see occasionally in Hollywood? Oh. Who was the cunt that left MASH? Someone left MASH and went, fuck you. Yeah. I'll do my own one. <laughs> no good. <laughs> then it blew up. Yeah, <laughs> Spin-offs are a big gamble anyway, I reckon. The stats are in. For every Frasier, there are a few dozen Joni Loves Charchi, you know, Joey from Friends or Fuller House style yeah. shit shows, just shit. What was Frasier from again? Cheers. Ah, that's right. I've never seen either of them. Yeah. Makes sense. Having said that about spin-offs, though, uh, get into Land Larrikins, Patreon-only <laughs> spin-off series, just like this, but without any planes. Um, in, uh, in 1994... Greco, this is one of the best things he did. He was turning down roles all over the joint, a bit like yourself. Um, do you want to go to the jungle, Nicholas J. Cody? No, thank you. No. no do you want to not. do push-ups on a mountain and get yelled at for TV? Not really, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, the biggest regret of his, though, was, of course, speed. Oh, The role was his if he wanted it. What, the Keanu Reeves role or the bus? Yeah. Yeah. The bus one. The yeah, what's the county reads on a bus, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Richard could be the bus. I thought, yeah, maybe it was a talking bus like the car from Night Rider. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved his voice. But he oh well, man, I'm glad he didn't take it. Keanu's great in that. Cans. You remember that? Well he it? said, yeah. Cans. Just, oh, it was yeah. only cans. <laughs> he said, No, give it to Keanu. It looks shit. It'll never work. And then bang. Big, big movie. Well, you know, it can be shit and work. Yeah, oh, for sure. They're not mutually exclusive. But I think he thought it was going to be a big flop. Well. Clearly it wasn't. It's just what the world needed at that time. Feel-good, high-speed, high-octane movie. Now this fuckhead is lining up for Speed 5 or whatever now. Oh, yeah, probably. There's quite a lot of sad stories like that in Hollywood. But uh, no, not, not Richard. He's pretty cool. Actors are sort of stuck. Like with stand-up, we just put in our own tours and own shows and whatever. You just do yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whereas actors have to wait for somebody to give them something to say. So if they knock back too much stuff, it's like, what are you, what are you doing, a one-man show, taking it on tour? Nah. Standing on a street corner on a fucking milk crate. Mm. That's what they're doing. Anything. They're doing anything. Um. So, yeah, the incident, right. Cast your mind back, if you can, to uh, the 5th of December, 2019. Oh, no harp. No way. I'm getting a harp for that. American Airlines. And uh, the story starts at the counter. And uh, I zoomed in on the screen behind the counter and saw that he was going to Pittsburgh to do goodness knows oh, what. But then spot. I read some more articles. And uh, the word articles for this style of journalism, while technically <laughs> correct, is a bit of a stretch. And an article sounds more credible than it often now is. Yeah. Do you know basic code? Can you stitch two Twitter videos and three tweets together on one page? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, just fucking panel beat it into eight amazing facts about something <laughs> readable. 
for dickheads. Um, he was going from Dallas Fort Worth International to Pittsburgh. Fuck yeah! And Dicky checking in, having a bad time of it. The uh, staff weren't having that, and that's when our mates at TMZ come in. <laughs> this TMZ, you never, you know, it's never good. If anything in your life <laughs> is preceded with that, yes, <laughs> this is what they had. Why don't you have a seat right over here? No, what do they do? Have a seat. Come on, sir. Oh, shit. I gotta go make money. Okay. Off to Pittsburgh to peddle his wares. Kiss my ass. Um, I love it. Well, he's got it. He has pivoted over to a few things, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later on the, a couple of things he's gone into post acting. Pretty fucking good. But, um. How's this, though? He's, he's clearly a bit blind, right? Yeah. They've given him his boarding pass for the next day. Yeah, pretty good. Here's your boarding pass for tomorrow. Yeah. No, it's Charles not. Charles Moore, show me out on a disturbance at C-35 gate. Your identification, please, sir. Your identification, please. I'm Richard Rico. You guys know who I am. I mean. Yes. I don't know if they did. Cops are quite young. They might not be old enough. They should know who Richard Greco is. Though. Richard Greco, you know who I am. Yeah. He's got real LA head as well. Oh. Aged LA head. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking good. <laughs> Looking real good. But then then it became apparent that he was he was fine. I mean the slurring must have been due to something else because he'd had hardly anything. I don't know who you are. All I know is you were saying shit and no, yelling at the counter they're, they're, and all sorts of stuff. You were just pissed off or whatever. How much you had to drink tonight? Two. Two, uh, yes, sir. Like beers or uh, like mixed drinks. Uh, two uh, cranberry vodka. Cranberry vodka. Yes, sir. You put- <laughs> All this has wherewithal to say yes, sir. For all that slurring. Two uh, cranberry vodka. Two, cran- two uh, cranberry vodka. <laughs> oh, so it actually wasn't him. It was this bloke all along. These are cranberry vodkas. <laughs> Mr. Boy. Oh, let me see your ticket. Mr. Boy. You say you're Richard Greco. Mr. B double O Z. Mr. Booze again. Oh, the booze. But uh, they, they must creep up on you. And I have mentioned it in the past. I have drank before. That's the only thing I've been to in Dallas, is Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Yeah. And I've got some. Uh, I got some Bloody Marys and uh, I tipped and they did that fucking free pour. So there was a good chance he wasn't lying. There was a good chance that it's all vodka. Oh, it would have been two half bottles. It's all vodka and then he's done a little eyedropper like Nana's with Cordial. Yeah. Just putting a little dash of the cranberry in there. (laughs) (laughs) So in that instance, do you have to tip before they pour the drink to make sure they do a proper job of it? Is that what happens? I think they do a decent one the first time, but you you tip decent at the start. And then you get looked yeah, up. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. What a what a world. Amazing. Just Americans, even the ones that work at an international airport, are always blown away that you've flown there from Australia. Yeah. They're like, you were just there? It's like, yeah, surely this isn't your first day at an airport. Sure. It's like, you work here. Yeah. There's about 400 of us, actually, that are all. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. It's, it's good over there, though. Like they, The ignorance, we, we all look down on it, but it's quite endearing. Oh yeah, and they say, you know, what what do you mean? What what language do you speak there? If it's English, why have you got an accent? That sort of shit. Yeah, pretty good. 
I like it. Man, I told you, they made me, when I worked at that summer camp, they made me teach archery and kayaking. I had fucking no idea how to do either one of those. Why? Because they said, know. you're Australian, you must know this. They must have seen the solo ads or something. Yeah. You go, this bloke knows. <laughs> he knows the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you're walking around with one of those hats with corks on it. Your first day talking about shrimps on the barbie and shit, like every great Australian who goes to the land of opportunity. Get a cobber, get a cobber, oh, get a cobber. Really, goodness, fucking yeah. ham it up, dial it up. Um, so Richard, he's been placed under under arrest. Then there's this uh, the whole thing is on everything's videoed there, absolutely everything. Being placed under arrest right now for public intoxication because you had way too much to drink. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. I do like that the cops did give him, you know, they were quite nice to him. Yeah. Sleep it off for a little bit. You'll be right back out here. Yep. (laughs) I love that. You are maggot. We're arresting you. We're going to take you to the drunk tank. Yeah. Sleep it off. You've already got your ticket for tomorrow. We'll see you back here in 24 hours. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. That sort of thing. Pretty good. That's good police work. Even I'll tip my hat to those ones. Um, But then he's still still quite upset, Richard, wasn't he? He didn't didn't really... Appreciate being anything. Really, I did nothing wrong. Okay. Nothing well, wrong. I don't think you're a bad person. You've just had drink. You've had just too much to drink. I wish to drink. I know. Everyone's a god. I did nothing wrong. Everyone's doing shit tonight. We're going to get you sobered up, okay? <laughs> All that after just this. Two cranberry vodka. Two cranberry vodkas. I did nothing wrong. Yeah. I feel sorry for him. He's obviously having a bad day or a bad time of it recently. And fucking the thing with this, this is police body cam footage that we can see on TMZ. Someone, someone's sold that, haven't they? Yeah. Everything must go in the USA. <laughs> Anything is possible in the land of opportunists. I, I assume it must have been some pig who sold that. Yeah. Probably one of the one of these nice ones. There, you get did they get it when they get back to the station and go, I've got a good one. I'm going to make a quick buck off Richard's bad day. I'm, We're su- in here. I'm surprised TMZ don't even have their own sponsors on top of it. Like, look at here. If we slow it down, the Gatorade slow down cam, what you'll see here is Richard slurring his words. <laughs> you could have the Dallas Police Force brought to you by TMZ. Yeah. They could have TMZ on their, on their backs. That's how they knock on doors before they break them down. <laughs> <laughs> Police, let us in. We've got a warrant. Yeah. That's when you know you've got to do your hair before you come to the door. Um, so, yeah, the body cam footage becoming public fodder, for me, that opens up a bit, a bit, a bit of a debate about privacy. Why is that acceptable? I've, I've been easily this drunk in public before, and the, and the tabloid-esque he's hit rock bottom narrative, that had never come for me. It's like this, oh, this washed-up former glamorous actor and model it's a mainstay for American media. It never seems to get framed as a cautionary tale for aspiring stars of the future, which is fucking everyone in America who's an adolescent. It's always it's always a theme of, oh, sucked in. Look at Hasselhoff, everyone. He's maggot. It's not, you know, this is quite sad. He had such a great uh, time of it recently, and obviously it's depressing when no one gives a fuck because you're a bit wrinkly now. It's, it's never framed like that. Hasselhoff's clearly fine. I think that's why you could sort of, Dig the boots in a bit, you know. You reckon he's fine? He's fine because he's got money. Yeah, he, he didn't look fine ten years ago. Nah. A few instances. He, he on the terrible. on the bathroom tiles with the cheesy. 
<laughs> Blind. <laughs> Fuck it. You pay your bills, you're all right. I'm a bit more worried about this bloke. Not all famous people want to get hassled in public. How do, how do you reckon some avoid it and other ones suffer? Like if you, do you reckon if you don't court it too early, you reckon you can set a precedent of, you know, leave me alone, you bastards? Surely if you're surly enough and unlikable and unapproachable, you get left alone. That's what I inadvertently do. I think if you put yourself out as a – well, if, if you're a true massive superstar, you're just going to get chased around anyway. Yeah. But I think the people that are telling others how to live and, you know, get a bit preachy on socials and all that, people cannot wait for them to just be human like they were anyway. Yeah. Oh, and get into them online, yeah. yeah. I mean, like in, in public, I mean, do you think it happens as much? Australians are pretty – I'm not fucking talking him sort of thing. They're, they're pretty good, I reckon. But it's, I could think a little worse than people recognising me in public and asking for shit, taking photos of my plumber's crack and posting it up online with a fucking got him everyone theme. Yeah, some, some people want fame over money. Which is one of the worst combos. Oh, to be famous and poor yeah. would fucking suck. Absolutely. That's not what you want. No. You want to be rich and no one knows you. Uh, yeah, for sure. The Dougie the Pizza Boy method. No good. <laughs> one ad finished. Wandering around my suburb getting shit from people. <laughs> Bad news. I'm I'm friendly with an actor who's um says that he has to he has to leave pubs at about nine PM because it's just all the hassle of fuckwits quoting his lines at him and getting too familiar. Oh, really? Fucking bad time. That'd be awful. Has he tried bashing any of them? It's not big enough. Ah. They tend not to be. No. <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's The Rock, Sylvester Stallone, yeah. Arnie, the rest of them. <laughs> I, I fucking love it if you met The Rock and he's about five foot eight or something. <laughs> just, just the whole thing is a ruse with cameras down really low, even yeah. shorter cameramen. That's how it's done. Yeah. That'd be sick. You know you're truly big as an actor when they get you doing the double machine guns in a singlet. Yeah. With the but bicep veins. If you manage to zoom in, zoom into the label on the singlet, it might be a child size eight. <laughs> Just a little fellow with heaps of muscles. The best combo there is. <laughs> Jockey on steroids. Um Anyway, Greco's he falls into this. I reckon it'd be quite hard having everything and then no one cares quite suddenly. Um, aging stars, not a great demographic to be in. Richard, these days, he sports a lot a lot of leather bangles <laughs> as well as those those sort of reactolite glasses that pedophiles sometimes wear. What you are they? Reactolite. They're like sunglasses that change. They're, oh. You know, they're inside glasses, but they're also got a brown tint. Oh, yeah. Or a blue, blue tint or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Real creepy. <laughs> New South Wales bent coppers used to wear them in the 70s and 80s, but also pedophiles quite like them. Um, like many, though, Richard. Leather uh, bangles, fucking hell. That's Johnny Depp. He's got the Johnny what? Depp forearms. All the, yeah. all the almost trinkets, almost body trinkets. Oh, it is. It's straight out of, straight out of a barley shop, <laughs> like a, a street side shop at those towns. Just all that shit. Yeah. Just grab a whole stick of them and whack them on your arm, <laughs> whatever. Um, he has, Richard Greco has turned later on to the finer arts, like a lot of them do for refuge when the prime money-making years are in his past. He's got a website. I don't know if you checked it out, but grecoart.com. Pretty fucking good. Oh, here we go. The man himself describes his style 
as <laughs> abstract emotionalism. I assume he paints what he's feeling at the time. Oh, by the way, the bio, the picture in the bio. Yeah, I clocked it all. Fucking awesome with him. Yeah. <laughs> the tin of paint. Yeah. And he's clearly doing some work, just a fucking half durry hanging out of the gob. Yeah. He's, um, oh, he's got a lot. The, um, it's largely marbling like kids do and squiggles interspersed with the turn of the century pictures of um, a shirtless Richard. There's a few of them just peppered in. By the way, I love his bio in here. Richard Grieco is a true cultural icon. Yep. He's best known for his work as an, <laughs> sorry, I've got to get my own thing ready, as yep. an actor, <laughs> writer, yep. director, musician, and artist. I yeah, clocked all that. Very good. First began his passion in the art world close to 20 years ago. At the start of his career, he began painting to capture underlying emotions he couldn't quite express through his other talents. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. Works on his website such as A Subtle Shade of Pain and Two Sides of Life have been sold. They're on the sold page. Jet and Redeployed in Heaven, quite similar from what I could see. Um, the most intriguing tab for me on Greco art, of course, is soul bottles. <laughs> the empty wine bottles that Richard has finger painted. And um, oh wow, these one-off pieces, they've got titles such as Black and Purple or Black and Gold and come in at $1,800 Ass dollars, no less. Fuck yeah, now each soul bottle. Imagine flogging off your recycling for eighteen hundred USD. Yeah, and he's showing you how Real he's good. doing it in the backyard, just in a yeah. New York Yankees hat and his fingers. Well, charging eighteen hundred, just finger painting in it. None of the soul bottles feature on the sold page. <laughs> I think even the most avid Richard Greco zeal at Borks at an empty spumani bottle with paint smeared on it. That's a fucking stretch. But. I don't know, man. Everything must go. If we make enough Patreon money, we should order a soul bottle oh, off Greco. A soul bottle. Also, I want to buy Champagne Midnight, please. <laughs> is that is that a painting? Yeah, it is a painting. 60 by 48. Is it what I think it is? Um, you know, it's annoying though. This one doesn't give you the price. Does it look like my fridge? Um, <laughs> or more, more like yours, actually. <laughs> Mine's a bit more sophisticated now. <laughs> I love beautiful mistake. No need for beautiful when you have a look at it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all are. Um, beautiful mistake looks like a fucking halal snack pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is a beautiful mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, the contact page says, and this is, I quite like this, fill out the information below and someone will contact you. you know, like someone. Nice one, Richard. Oh, oh, oh. It's not a lie, but it is misleading. <laughs> the further along you get on the website, tab by tab, he gets more fucking bangles. Oh, yeah. That contact, <laughs> the contact page on grecoart.com, he's fucking almost up to his elbow in straps. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, like, he's clearly got to answer his own emails. So I get asked from time to time if it's me who sends out merch and albums and shit from my website. Yeah. You go, man, I'm a fucking builder's labourer. I don't have staff yeah. sitting in a fucking office sending out envelopes with albums. Fucking crazy. Um, his, uh, his Twitter that I saw appears to be a tribute to his past works. 
alongside a lot of extreme close-ups, ECUs for those in showbiz, of a Boston Terrier dog, I think. Pretty hard to tell sometimes from just one eyeball and a nostril. <laughs> um, Why isn't he selling those? Sell some of those pics, Rich. As, as recently as April this year, uh, he was posting pictures of himself with Mickey Rooney filming Sinbad in Jordan in 1998 in blackface. It's, um, it's nice to look back again every now and then, isn't it? When it's not funny, it's a little strange. Like, you know, people see, you see people put stuff up and go, oh, this happened 10 years ago now or 20, whatever. You'll be posting up your comedy store stack from the other week as an anniversary gift to us every now and then, no <laughs> doubt. But it's hardly a selfie with a famous person, is it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's actually funny. Yeah, so, a fall. And you're welcome, by the way. I've had a lot of people text me they are 10-plus views on that stack. Yeah, yeah, it was on loop at mine. I found it funny, and it was me, and I enjoyed it. I was there last week again, same puddle, same spot. <laughs> Man, there must be something. <laughs> Waiting for another victim. What's well, the rubbish? It's just seeping out of that pile of rubbish, they? The, the cans and stuff, the can yeah. bins. End of the night. The place is shut. So, you know, if you can't stack it in an abandoned pub, where can you stack it? It's the dregs out of the bottom of the free beers I've been drinking. Yeah, coming back to haunt me. It, the um, I, I, these like famous people from what I've seen, they're all they're all looking for ammo when someone dies, and you're posting up a heartfelt RIP. They've the famous have to be the biggest star fuckers of all time, just sniffing around looking for someone more famous to get a photo with. It's fucking weird. <laughs> if you're friends with them, fair enough. But I've I think about it sometimes. Getting you know you get photos with with punters after shows mm. sometimes. And you just think one of them could end up being a Ponzi schemer or a murderer <laughs> and the photo on the paper will be here's Fred Nurk, the serial killer, with much-loved TV celebrity and knockabout larrikin and Nicholas J. Cody, front page, all the wrong reasons, no fault of yours. You never thought about that? Like you just you could be standing there with a fucking murderer. I've had somebody tell me they come across my photo in a, in a Tinder profile, some bloke, I got a run in. I got a run in his photos. What? You're standing, oh, you're standing next to a bloke. Yeah. Oh, he sent it to you. He goes, I'll use you in my Tinder profile. No, a female mate of mine sent it to me and said, look, you're on my Tinder. Oh, right. Maybe that's why they want them, to impress women, saying, I know this famous person. Fucking strange. Well, I'm not famous and I'm not going to help your Tinder. Well, I don't know. Oh, did you do that gig yet for the Bears? No, I haven't. You doing it? It's meant to be in August. I don't, I don't think I can. Oh, right. Fair enough. I don't know if we spoke about it on a previous episode. Yes. A bear club in Sydney offered me to um, like judge an event of theirs, and I don't mean like bears as in a football team, and that's their mascot. Just gay dudes yeah. doing a cool party. They want me because that's the I've said this before. That's the only people sliding into my DMs. Big men with beards or little men looking for a dude that looks like me. Oh, okay, just checking, seeing if all those family photos of mine are legit. Just, <laughs> do you reckon I could put on enough weight and, and grow a big enough beard by August to just do it? Is it good money? Don't know. Does your cast-offs have paid the rent from time to time? To be honest, <laughs> it's uh, they're always terrible, and they hate me, <laughs> but somehow still cough up at the end out of pity. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Richard Wright, he's, he gets arrested for this for. For the uh, like, they were all nice to him, but they still have to arrest him. His mugshot in this story it features the classic chin up and out to the side, threatening pose you often see from Italian Americans. You know they do that 
the chin out sort of thing. Start, what are you looking at? Yeah, it's a it's a what are you looking at thing. Are you talking to me? Uh, pose. He started to look a lot like Mickey Rourke as he gets older. And in yet another of a string of miracles we've witnessed here at MFB HQ, another ageing Hollywood star has not one but zero grey hairs, <laughs> jet black no less. How do they do it? I'm looking at a close-up image of him on his website. Yeah. You know, for what I assume is quite a stressful life. Yeah. He's lost all that work or he's knocked it all back. He's out of money. He's trying to sell his own art. No wrinkles. No wrinkles, no grey hair. Yeah. Incredible. Pretty good. Must be those ridiculous, only available to millionaires health regimes you sometimes hear about. You know how they they wipe wiping fucking, you know, heating up some whiskey tumblers and putting them all over your back and wiping stupid shit on your face. Put a hose up your bum, turn it on. All that shit. Must be amazing. Must work. Because he's he's easily late fifties and he he looks unbelievable. Um, fucking mad celebrities, aren't they? Man, I think though you get that amount of work done. It's it's a real Cinderella situation. You, it fucking hits midnight and it's bad time. Oh, yeah. I don't know what day it is, but there's a day where you go, fuck, this guy is melting. Yeah. He looks like a soul bottle. Well, <laughs> it's like um, Chris Waynehouse's old joke. You, see, you can't put a Barbie head on a Ninja Turtle body. <laughs> he's onto it <laughs> when he's talking about the Gold Coast. Yeah, the necks. It's always the neck. The neck and the elbow skin. Yeah, you can't pull that neck back. People are forgetting that. They're forgetting the elbow skin and the neck. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. High price vanity, isn't it? I spent my whole life pretty much actively avoiding knowing much about celebrities until the last 12 months or so where the tabloid press is constantly fucking open on my computer. Not many of them are that well, are they, celebrities? They're not well in their head. And the ones who are are just hiding their mental ailments quite well from us. I think COVID... Showed us all that. Yeah, it did. It's like a, you know. That exposed a few crazies. Oh, yeah. Then they all get together and think, let's sing Imagine and film it and put that out. Oh, man. That'll lift everyone's spirits. Fucking unwatchable. (laughs) For me, same as, fairly same for me as meeting comedians. You just meet one and think, "This, this person's quite normal. We're having a good laugh. What is it? What's wrong? There's something. There's always something. What is it? Ah, there it is. And eventually you just see their crazy fuck. I don't want to point any out in particular because you'll know who I'm talking about with each and every little idiosyncrasy, but they've all got one except me. Fucking mad. (laughs) Yep, you're just a normal Aussie bloke that failed the psych test for the Army Reserves. Just a battler trying to get by. (laughs) (laughs) Perennial battler. Staring out the window night after night after a neighbour's dog shit on your lawn and you're trying to find which neighbour it was just staring through a fucking gap in your kid's blinds. Just a normal bloke doing normal stuff. (laughs) Riding a fold-up bike to the airport with his luggage. A normal man doing normal things. (laughs) If you hadn't been in comedy your whole life and lived in the normal world, you'd, you'd... just think that is normal. It is. I fucking did live in the normal world. I still do, mate. Yeah. I was on my bike this I morning. <laughs> Riding into work. Um, so old Richard Wright, Richard Greco, he's had, he had prescription clonopin <laughs> in his luggage. Oh, no. So it wasn't even yeah. his fault. No. It's a shame. Makes you think, doesn't it? So you know why he had it? It's because he was a nervous flyer. And it is of note that alcohol and clonopin are not to be taken together. So it looks like those two things are up to no good again. 
not abstract emotional artist Richard Grieco at all. Um, clonopin, anti-epileptic drug, is used to treat social anxiety and mm. it's available in America, I assume, on the counter of any store right next to the fucking Hubba Bubba. Straight in. Drugs. Yeah, the fucking drugs getting around this business. Unbelievable. It's everything. Everyone's on something now. I know. Everyone. I don't just go get busy. Go chop some fucking wood. Get I, a job. Nah. Drugs. I told you a few years ago, I got offered um, Valium by a psychologist that I went to see before yeah. my kid was yeah. born. I was, some would say, drinking too much. And, uh, and by some, I mean my close loved ones. And yes. uh, <laughs> I love it, Dob. Burned the candle at both ends. And I thought, fuck, I better get this checked out. And they said, man, you've got a bit of anxiety. Do you want Valium? And I said, no, I'm all right. I'll just quit drinking and go to the gym for a bit. Yeah. Um, fucking pull my head in. And uh, they said, you sure? I said, yep. Turned up to a gig that night, told some comedians out the back, they fucking lost their mind. Where? What? You? Do you have it? Did you get it? Do you have the script? Yeah. Do you- <laughs> Oh, fuck. Lucky I've never touched that. Oh, man. A lot of backstage conversation snippets I get are, what are you on? Where'd you get it? Are you on Ritland? You're on Valium? You're on this? Like all, so they sound like fucking little mini Elvises out there with their cocktail. Of, <laughs> some of them got those, probably got those Monday to Sunday fucking boxes mm. in their bag. It's <laughs> in the pocket. Little the one. little Nana, um, the little Nana advent calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seven pills again. You beauty. Yeah. My nan was all pill at the end, I reckon. Yeah. Just every day. She was tiny like Oh, the fucking rattling. <laughs> oh, women. Just sounded, yeah, like a piggy bank. She walked around. Yeah, you give them a hug and they sugar, sound like sugar. a fucking <laughs> pack of Tic Tacs. Um, I found a bloke, right? Here's a man. His name's Martin Caney, a certified lookalike of Richard Grieco. Lives in Massachusetts. His life looks slightly more balanced, Martin. He's a um, he's a CEO, but then aren't we, aren't we all now of Engage Scientific, some made up middleman shit about biotech and pharmaceuticals? But at one stage, he put himself on a looky like his website where people can hire you to go to parties and shit. Oh, great! What a time! What a fucking time! Such a weird concept. Imagine that. But they're never quite right, looky likeies. Oh no! Obviously, you can't fake twins. Kooks looking to cash in on anything. But this got me thinking. Well, it's like the uh, it's like the rubber. Halloween masks. I saw a bloke at the traffic lights the other day, an old man that looked like he was wearing one of those, like his head was so leathery and yeah. the skin was loose yeah. that he looked like he'd had one on, but he hadn't pulled the neck down properly on it. Oh, yeah. Just a <laughs> point break one, those ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got thinking about this. I thought this is a – obviously Australia's got the equivalent, just lower rent. And uh, instinct events and entertainment, instinct music.com.au if you're interested. I'm on there now. Quite a hefty palette of impersonators on there. Australia's premier looky-likey website where you can purchase a failed actor's soul for a night. Imagine imagine getting out of your Ford Laser in a fucking RSL car park and walking to a party as the crocodile Dundee of the night. I reckon corporates are bad, but this gives me the shivers. Like to think of that. I had to turn it off. I thought, oh, my God, that could be me in 20 years just pretending to look like just fucking unbelievable. You can hire... On this one, Amy Housewine or Austin Flowers or Foxy Hornbags, Kath and Kim. Or, or o- Ozzy Osbourne. But yeah, I was just going to say Ozzy Osbourne. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Snap. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jinx. By the way, I clicked on Crocodile Dundee impersonator. I wanted more. I wanted to find out more. And I love the Mick Crocodile Dundee character created by Paul Hogan is one of the most recognisable Aussie brands in the world. Yep. Now you can have this icon attend your function with our Dundee impersonator who is a splitting image of the original. Brilliant. And uh, this is, uh, you're not going to be shocked to find out that the city you can hire this man in is Brisbane. Of course. Queensland, quite well represented on the uh, instinctmusic.com.au. Dame Edna Average, there's another one. Great. Um, I got to about page four and then I thought I was going to throw up. So I did not put in a price inquiry. I've got enough to worry about without people calling me, asking me when I want some fucking extras in blackface at my party. Um, I reckon at some stage you'll probably have a looky-likey. No. Just some fucking crusty divorcee who bears a passing resemblance to Australia's favourite larrikin, <laughs> walking up to people at Christmas party doing your catchphrases. <laughs> fucking a, sick. Yeah, froffies or something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about Mustafi. Like just, yeah, just going up to people and saying that shit. Well, mate, I've got um on TikTok, somebody, somebody has sent me a video, I think on TikTok, of people just mouthing over your stand-up. Over yours, you're talking, over your own. Yeah, so it's my audio. But it's just some bloke in a lounge room in England. All oh, right, moving his mouth along to it. Yeah, okay. Bit weird. I think someone sent me one of these once. Hmm. I, I listened to it. I thought that's that sounds just like me, but it's not me. What's happening? Um. Oh, mate. This is the. Are you still on the looky likeies? You said you got. You said you got to page four, but you couldn't have, because page four involves not one, not two, not three, but eight. Sorry, nine. No, 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 eight. My bad. Eight different crazy impersonators. I did You've see. You've got it. crazy chefs. Yeah, I saw it. Crazy Italian crazy Italian waiters. Yeah. As if we're not hiring them. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the info about the crazy Italian waiters. They're in Melbourne. Move over, Pavarotti, and welcome Pavlova. Yeah. Man, next live show, wherever we are, we're going to hire one of these. Hold on. Just, just get them to come. Crazy waiters. There's crazy rugby. Let these burly men go into a scrum on the one or two or three. Musical rugby player that will have your guests in stitches. My God. There was an awesome twosome as well, the rowers. Did you do a corporate with them once? Uh, I did a corporate with something similar. Yeah. Like a um, like Winter Olympics in pro. Terrible. Like, yeah. not with, I, I was there at the same time. I don't do with. With sounds like we're in cahoots. We, we carpooled and all the rest of it. No, I was there. Bad time. There's a there's a Madonna impersonator. I've somehow gotten to page six. Yeah, don't. We've got to stop. It's. <laughs> I hated it so much. Like I couldn't stop looking at it for a bit, and I was like, no, this is just too sad. It's awful. <laughs> anyway, um, man, this is. I, I was thinking about this, Richard. I got looking into Richard and. This is, I believe, the first episode where a plane hasn't even gotten any air. What? Plane didn't even get off. Well, it did without Richard. Yeah. Just an empty Richard Greco seat <laughs> on the plane. Maybe there's a soul bottle strapped in. <laughs> they let the soul bottle go ahead to Pittsburgh and sell itself to the highest bidder. And I'd, I mean, I, you know, I for one don't want to poke fun at anyone. Well, I mean, I do, but Richard Greco's, he's just had a bad day. TMZ. They've gone to they've gone to town. He's probably a good bloke, just a bit lost, not harming anybody. Good scalp for the filth. I reckon cops fucking love booking a celebrity. I go back to the station. Yeah, I got one. Put a tick on the wall or something. 
again, I think he would have been all right until he said his full name and the don't you know who I am. Yeah. That would have made one of the younger cops look him up. <laughs> you know, who are you? I think he can tell by the jet black hair and the and the little bag and the fancy clothes. I don't know. There's something about him you can just tell. I see some around here or wherever and you mm. think, oh, that's got to be a – they'll look like Richard Wilkins in the end, but that, that's got to be someone. He's been kicked off a plane. They probably had guns and tasers pulled on him and his face hasn't changed. Yeah. I reckon this man is an actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking it real well. Again, though, Richard Wilkins, he's fucking – he's like 67, 66. He's all of that. Old Dickie Wilkins. That's internet years too. You're saying he's even older. He's so the is it the opposite with the age. Yeah. <laughs> they go lower on the age, higher on the yeah. – taller on the height. <laughs> Dickie Wilkins. Some blokes I know went and hassled him down at uh, Darling Harbour one time. Pretty bad time. Poor bloke. He didn't want to be hassled at all. Mate, I just saw here though <laughs> – sorry, a bit of extra news I've just spotted on the soul bottles. Oh. Each soul bottle – Stands seventeen point five inches tall, yeah, and is one of a kind. Yeah, obviously. So anything's one of a kind if you finger paint it. Yeah, there's that. I love that. There's not even a factory overseas that are like, it's all right. We figured out how to recreate these soul bottles. Yeah, they know they're not selling any units. Man, if a soul bottle was like fifty bucks, I'd get one just for a laugh. But eighteen hundred—that's ripping the piss. There's something that just looks like a shit candle that my son's going to make me for me on Father's Day in a few years' time. Yeah, pretty much. Man, well, Richard Greco, hopefully he's uh, he's back on top these days, just making art as seems to be the want of a lot of ex-celebrities. Even if it's not art, hopefully he's acting, writing, directing or playing music. Yeah, busy. Yeah, any Real of those. Busy. Just keep busy. And hopefully he has figured out how to express those other underlying emotions throughout some of the other talents that he has. Well, abstract emotionalism doesn't just turn itself off <laughs> when you finish making a soul bottle. It's always there. It's manifesting itself behind and in front of the camera as well. The heart and soul into it, Durry hanging out of the mouth. Yeah. That's a man with too many feelings. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, fuck. I didn't see the quote at the end. I'm so sorry. Go on. Today's artwork is all over the world as well as sought after by numerous collectors. Yeah. Richard Greco sums it up best by saying, my work is capturing lightning in a bottle. It's a pure, it's a pure unbridled emotion. I'm a painter who puts his emotions on canvas, and honestly, my work is as much part of my life as breathing. Yes, and by breathing, I mean drinking. Two cranberry vodka. Well, man, I'm going to head off and have a couple of them myself. I'm out of here. It is two p.m. Do you reckon that there's just paint over a fucking? Over a stolly, over an empty stolly bottle that he's used to make a couple of those airport cocktails. That'd be good. We could commission him to get a UDL can, vodka cranberry, and just make it into a soul <laughs> can or something. A true, a true bottle with uh, like an emotional art piece for a bottle is just one smashed in a gutter outside a pub. Yeah. Go there. There is some fucking pure unbridled emotion. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. Bits of blood on the shards. That's emotion, Richard. <laughs> True art. That guy's not breathing anymore. <laughs> Richard Greek, I hope you're doing well, mate. That's another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. It's greatly appreciated. Get on the Patreon. 
patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. Um, Heggy, you've got gigs coming up, lukeheggy.com. Yeah, man, all over the place. Back on the road again now. I'm waiting for a baby to come out, and then I'll be back around November. Uh, but sick. until next week, see you later. See you, mate. Take care and stay safe. Much respect. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.